0: No matter where you go, there you are.
1: you just found the only podcast hosted by Model Technology Solutions, where we hear deep thoughts by Steve, discuss current events, and chat on all things technology. Now, on to today's show, an intro to cybersecurity. Uh, Steve, what did you call this that we're doing here? My God. Yeah, so this is episode one of our uh, attempt at a ModCast. If I have to explain what ModCast is, you shouldn't be listening, probably. Um, So, uh, Steve, why don't you kick us off with some deep thoughts?
0: No matter where you go, there you are.
1: Yeah, see, that's exactly what I was thinking. What? (laughs) Still a little raspy from uh, my cold this week, but uh, we have an agenda for this uh, modcast we'll see where it takes us and how, how we get there uh but we have mike brimberry so mike let's do an intro uh who are you hey everybody i'm the director of
2: cybersecurity and support services for model technology solutions
1: and how long have you been in it Ooh. um pre-y2k okay so it's at least at least more than 20 years right
2: 20 yeah. what,
1: what year are we 23. Almost, Yeah, almost 23. Uh, okay, how did you get into IT? And you can make this as lengthy as you want, because we're going to edit it. How did I? So I have a really funny story
2: about this, but it is really inappropriate. So I, I'll Perfect. spare that. So,
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Perfect. <laughs> uh, I was going to school uh, in the medical field and realized that I just couldn't Look at certain things. So I ended up switching to local area networking the next semester.
1: I had no idea that that's how you got an ITC. I've learned something already in modcast number one. Uh, what's something about you that is not Googleable? And we'll wait for Steve to come back. He, he went to go check out the couch behind him. All right, what is something about you that is not Googleable? Uh, Which is is a verb, I think.
2: Uh, I usually go to Disney about two or three times a year.
1: All right. We might be able to find that on the dark webs. The deep web. The the deep, deep dark webs. But all right. Uh, Steve, you're up. Who are you?
0: Uh, Steve Bowman, vice president of sales and marketing at Model and a partner at Model.
1: And how long have you been in IT, sir?
0: Oh, over 20 years.
1: How did you get into IT?
0: Uh, I Out of college, I went to work for a company called Ferguson Enterprises that is a industrial pipe valve and fitting and plumbing supply wholesaler and was working in um, Tuscaloosa, Alabama when they announced they were building a Mercedes-Benz plant there. So me and representing Ferguson and General Electric Supply and Motion Industries all put together a uh scheme to pitch a deal to the owners of Mercedes that we would build an application. And this is, I don't know, 2004 or five, maybe, um, where we would build an application to track all the material that went into the plant. So they would have all the data on all the types of uh, material that went in and standardize it. And then uh, that would reduce their MRO costs and they would ensure that there was not materials going in that weren't approved, and they bought it. So we built this application, and it was a uh, a tremendous success. So that kind of got me into IT. I moved from uh, that project to Ferguson's uh, e-commerce division because that was right around the time of the dot-com boom, and everybody had all these great ideas for websites, um, but they didn't have the brick and mortar fulfillment, so they were they would pitch us on their website ideas, and I was part of evaluating these proposals and determine who we wanted to partner with um, to determine who we'd provide uh, fulfillment for. So that was kind of my introduction to IT. I learned a, a lot about IT doing that, and then I missed the sales aspect, so then went to IT consulting where I could be bilingual in IT and business and use my skills to provide solutions to a variety of customers instead of just one.
1: Uh, Whoa, didn't know that. And also, I would say the dot-com boom is finally over, but you should see how many domains I own. It's a significant number of domains, which I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with them over time, but for some reason, I feel the need to hold on to them. Learn something about you that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, What is something that's not Googleable about you?
0: uh (laughs) then i had a haircut with um uh the guy from parks and rec uh um i forget his name the who was the guy that ate nothing but steak and eggs um ron swanson i had a haircut with ron swanson in la a couple of years ago
1: oh yeah i think i remember the uh photos coming back from that but uh a big social media guy so i don't think that that's a googleable thing
0: He's best friends of my high school, uh, my high school best friend. So I went and visited him and he put that together. My son's a big Parks and Rec fan. So he got to meet uh, Ron Swanson. Oh,
1: how cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go. Who am I? I'm Jason Rutherford I'm the managing partner of Model Technology Solutions. I'm also a avid CrossFitter. So if you want to talk about CrossFit, we can talk about CrossFit. Not that the shirt was staged by any stretch, but if you're watching this and you want to talk about CrossFit, just drop me an email. We'll talk about CrossFit. <laughs> I think I've obligat- said my obligatory 20 CrossFits in the last minute. So uh, how long have I been in IT? So I got in IT in 2001. How did I get into IT? They were hiring and breeding consultants, they being mostly um, a company called LRS, They're still around today. Yeah, I know quite a few people over there and then I, I think there was some joint venture with training or Microsoft training that was involved in it, it might've been just self-contained LRS, um, but they were breeding consultants based on their personality. And so um, they, you had to take an aptitude test and I I passed, at least I, I was told I passed it. And then uh, based on that, they were teaching us the technology, but they needed the soft skills to be a consultant. Um, so back then there was not a lot of, we could Google, there was, you were doing, um, number of nodes on a network via binary. So I uh, learned the, the hard way to do IT as opposed to um, how to search the internet, which skills developed later for that. Uh, what's something that's not Googleable about me? I don't know. I'm pretty wide open book, I'd say, but if uh, I don't know if it is or not, but at one point I was in Wolfgang Van Halen's MySpace Top 8. There's a pretty good story that goes there. <laughs> I picked him up from a casino with uh-huh. the drummer from Seven Dust. I don't think that story is Googleable, So that was pretty cool. Drove him around St. Louis. Got home at around 5.36 in the morning, only to shower to go back to work. Yeah, so no sleep. And then my boss sent me home after finding out I was out with Rockstars stars on. he's like, you should probably just go home for the night. I'm like, Sounds good. So I went home and slept. All right, so on to the meat of the story today. Uh, Who brought a news article? I prepped you zero, so I don't expect you to have one. But anything interesting in the news that you guys have read lately?
0: Hmm. I don't know. I've been uh, spending way too much time keeping up with the Ukraine-Russia thing. So not a positive news story, but certainly one I think we'll be talking about for some time.
2: Mike? Uh, Anything i bring up is going to be about cybersecurity.
1: Oh, man. Well, I uh, I brought a news article uh, to the table because I'm the one that planned it and you guys had no preparation for it, so go me, plus one. Uh, but the Windows 11 is getting an update. Uh, did you guys know about this? It was no. released uh, the, the, today. It was released today. The Windows 11 uh, 2022 update, why you should upgrade and why, and there's some features that's going to upgrade it. Easier to use, what does that actually mean? It's written by somebody that's you know, skimmy news article. Talking about productivity tools like do not disturb mode and focus sessions and things like that that are popular on things like the iPhone. And then it adds new accessibility features, which some people certainly use smart app control for uh, using Windows Defender application control, which I thought you'd find interesting, Mike being the security guy that you are. Yeah. Um, Some other things that I I didn't really... I forgot what what in here led me to bring this article up, but it was something that was interesting. Oh, the Defender Smart Screen can now identify when you're entering your Microsoft credentials on a malicious app or hacked website and send you an alert. I thought that was pretty interesting. But again, that does tie back into the cybersecurity. Um, So, Mike, I have a a round of interviews for you. Uh, You ready? I think so. All right. And then... Uh, I'm going to ask Steve the same questions, but we're going to ask Steve this one first. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk cybersecurity, Steve. Um, How would you define cybersecurity? Or what is cybersecurity in your mind?
0: Uh, The ability for an organization to reduce risk and ensure the sustainability of their business through technology.
1: Okay, Mike, same question. How would you define cybersecurity? I think Steve was on the right path with uh, managing
2: risks, but it's uh, really for me, it's delivering business outcomes in a secure fashion and protecting
1: the assets of the organization. Yeah. So I, I tend to agree with that definition. And one of the things that's interesting is um I my view of cybersecurity was what I'll call very immature after I started talking to you and met you. Um what confuses people about cybersecurity? Why is it so ambiguous to people? And I'm gonna start with Mike.
2: Well it's kind of like the term cloud, right? There's a everyone's got a different definition of it. So You could talk about cybersecurity in the context of your Windows 11 article saying that it has new Windows application guard or the screen guard, right? Those are components of cybersecurity, or it could be uh, a strategic control framework or a uh, policy, right? There could be technical controls or administrative controls. There's a lot that goes into cybersecurity, but I, I think when you really boil it down, it goes back to that, what they call the CIA triad, uh, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Those are the kind of keystone pieces of a yeah. cybersecurity program.
1: I'm glad you said availability in there because you know I, I struggle with the idea of, hey, we need to be really secure, uh, but we also need to make it usable and we can't let security be an inhibitor to productivity. And I think that a lot of people see a lot of times security departments as that, as an inhibitor to getting things done. Um, Steve, what do you think confuses you? You talk a lot cybersecurity. What do you think confuses people about cybersecurity? Why is it ambiguous?
0: Well, the fact that uh, we're using the term cybersecurity, I think, is a indication that we've agreed that that is different than security, because yeah. a lot of people talk about uh, security <clears throat> and IT and think uh, badges or making sure there's locks on the server room or uh, physical security. So cybersecurity is certainly different than general security. And the smaller organizations are just now realizing that there are hackers out there trying to um, implement ransomware and take their money and disrupt their business. That is only one sliver of what all of cybersecurity includes. So I think there's a there's a there's a lot of confusion in the market about what the tenants of cybersecurity are, which Mike has educated me on. So I think that's a there we're we're in the national anthem of educating business owners and IT professionals on what I cybersecurity is.
1: Yeah, it feels that way. It feels like cloud, Mike, to your point, cloud four, five, six, eight, I don't know how many years ago now. I lose track of time all the time. Um, but whenever cloud became this term that everybody was moving to, and we're going to migrate and we're going to digitally transform. And it, there's a lot of education on that. And it means something a little different to everybody depending on where their starting point is, right? And so do you believe, and this will go back to Mike, do you believe that that's where you would start with cybersecurity? Is it different for every organization? Or is it is there always a a very good place to start to make sure these things are buttoned up. What's your thoughts are? That's a really good question. Thanks. I, I, I spent a little bit of time putting it together I'm pretty proud of it. Also, I should have prepped you on it, but it's way, way more exciting to see you answer alive.
0: Yeah. Hot again. fire. Hot fire makes good metal.
1: Yeah. Deep thoughts. <laughs> Deep thoughts back. You, you got a closing one. So don't worry. We'll get there. Yeah, I, I do think Cybersecurity is
2: a unique uh, application for each business because each business, right? You have the different industries, you might be a healthcare or a financial. They're going to apply uh, controls and policies and safeguards in different ways. So when we talk to clients, we need to understand their business and what the risks are to their business before we can apply protections or detections or response. Uh, there are some common pieces that flow across all different industries, but to begin,
1: we have to understand the business. That's a great answer. And and Steve, as somebody that has to lead the way in, in broaching these conversations with clients, um, what what do you tell them to start with cybersecurity? How do you phrase that to them? How do you get them to understand? Yes, you need more security, or no, you don't need more security. How do you assess that?
0: Well, the asking the question, "What happened? What would happen uh, to your job if uh, you were exposed to ransomware?" Um, is a good way to start. That I think a lot of people think it can't happen to me. I think more and more people are realizing that it can happen to them. And I think a lot of people really don't know how to prevent it from happening to them.
1: Yeah, there's probably a bunch of statistics out there on people that are kind of just shuffling through doing what they believe is cybersecurity, but not really executing a full-on cybersecurity strategy with uh, the controls that Mike mentioned that I'm unable to articulate uh, over again. Um, So a question for Steve, uh, and then we're going to get wrapped up here. So do you uh, think cybersecurity controls, do you think cybersecurity or security departments should control budgets in an organization?
0: Um, Do I think that the IT department should control budgets?
1: So what we're hearing a lot of is that cybersecurity, security departments, CISOs have a lot more control over budgets these days. Do you believe that that is where the budget should stay or am I inaccurate in my reporting?
0: Well, it's it's interesting because the, um, I, the clients I talk to, it's some say, we've got an IT department, and then we have a completely separate cybersecurity department that has a different reporting structure. And that makes sense to me that the guys raising the chickens are different than the guys protecting the chickens. And then I run into other organizations that the IT department is the cybersecurity department. So they're responsible for building the platforms and managing the data and securing it. And that seems risky to me that um, the person in charge of securing it is also the person in charge of validating that it's secure, if that makes sense.
1: It does. And so, Mike, what are your thoughts on who should own the cybersecurity and the maturity that Steve just kind of went took us through? First, I think it's going to be
2: unique to each business. Um, Some businesses don't have the resources to have a security department and an IT department. In a perfect world, you would have your IT department that's creating value for the organization, making sure that the operations are running. And you would separate security so they can protect the value creation that the IT department is creating. And one other thing I, I forgot to mention earlier is it's not just security. There's security and compliance, and they're two completely different things. So with you can be compliant with regulations and not secure.
1: So I wanted to add that. No, so, they're, yeah, they're separated. That's, that's a good point. I, I like your point on the size of the business, too. Here's what I ran into when I was a young IT lad. Um, I wanted to set up SQL Server and the sql people would not let me set up sql server but at the time sms years ago had unique needs and so when you separate departments it's going to be this conundrum that i think is always going to exist which is you know who should set it up should it be the security department hardening it when they don't really understand the applications or potentially don't understand the applications or should it be the architect that sets it up and makes security recommendations and I guess in a perfect world, I'm going to answer my own question. It's a combination of people working together to solve the threat, right? How do we make this most secure? How do we make it most operational and functional?
2: That's really where DevOps and DevSecOps or SecOps, you know, all those ops things, right? <laughs> where they used to just have, you know, the that uh, siloed structure where now when you're looking at more agile departments, uh, development, operations, and security are all in line. So as products move throughout its life cycle, they're all in line with each other.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to give you guys an opportunity for final thoughts on cybersecurity, which has been our topic of the day. Uh, Again, you had no knowledge of this or any prep work going into this. So uh, final thoughts on cybersecurity, Steve.
0: Uh, the ability to be proficient and secure in cybersecurity is much easier now than it has been in the past. And I think a lot of people don't recognize the fact that a lot of investment and in time has been made by a company, a lot of companies, obviously, we're us being a Microsoft shop. Um, the Microsoft stack is the one I'm most familiar with. But the, the fact that the tools are there and are not wildly expensive and not uh, overly complex to implement uh, is something I think a lot of people aren't aware of.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, a, that's a good point. And I think they've really sharpened those tools, to to your point, and no way sales plug, but they've really sharpened them over the last couple of years, which is why we started to practice on it, because we can see them as viable tools now, right?
0: And the thing that uh, is uh, fresh news is that insider risk management is the the number one threat. The things I've been reading indicate that your employees are a bigger risk of taking your data than a nation state is, and a lot of people don't recognize that. And there are tools to secure your data and your organization from insider risk management that the majority of our customers have no idea on.
1: Humans ruin everything. I mean, I've said it for years. I, yeah. I'm just kidding. Nobody take that literally. I like <laughs> humans. I like them quite a bit. Um, oh, good stuff. Uh, Mike, final thoughts on cybersecurity. I think that the threat landscape just continues to change.
2: You know, we think back to when we started in IT, everything was behind the firewall on premises and everything contained within inside yeah. of that was yeah. trusted. Things now are moving beyond the traditional box that we used to be in, and kind of what Steve was saying—the identity, the the insiders are now that DMZ or that that endpoint that's global
1: is everywhere. Yeah. Um, all right, Steve, uh, leave us with some deep thoughts, and then I'll do the closing remarks.
0: Deep thoughts. Well, I already used a couple of my uh, go-tos. Yeah, you're gonna
1: have, you're gonna have to dig deeper. I know you got them.
0: All depression is backwards facing. All anxiety is forward facing. The only place you can find neither is in the sacred now.
1: That is deep. I'm gonna. We need some time to process that. Well, I hope you've enjoyed Modcast number one. We're going to try to bring you content on a regular cadence. What that is, we're not really sure. We're going to try to keep it to 30 minutes or less. We'll have different people on uh, each iteration as we go through this. We'll have different topics of the day. We're going to try to keep Steve's deep thoughts going as uh, we all need to hear them. But uh, thanks you guys for your time, and we'll see you next time.
2: See you all. Bye.